This is the Edisto TV podcast, connecting the Blackwater region. Welcome to episode 34 of the Edisto TV podcast. I'm Hugo. And I'm Tom. And this episode of the podcast is going to feature an update on the Edisto.tv wireless internet initiative for the Blackwater region. Our partners over at Atlantic Broadband got the fiber connection into Wagner a few weeks ago. And the initial pilot project to connect the first group of beta users is underway. So we'll be talking about that in a few moments. But first, look at what's new, Tom. Well, we had a good uh, Blackwater Festival. Had had uh, quite a few folks show up for that. We had music all day. Um, so it was it was a good day all around. It sure was. That was on Saturday, June the 20th over at Aiken State Park. Uh, we did want to thank, for instance, Sean Poppy from the SREL Outreach Program. Also, the guys who did the nature walks and uh, the Aiken State Park paddling trail were popular. I think the paddling trail, especially as the day got hotter, the paddling got more popular. Yeah, there there were a lot of boats going by. So the, I, I know they were, uh, they were busy with the rentals all day, but then there was a lot of people brought their own boats. There sure were. Bill Marshall of DNR and the Friends of the Edisto Board was out there talking about the Edisto Watershed. Lots of information there in that uh, presentation that he was doing. And, of course, we had the barbecue from Eddie Green. Uh, that is Tim Rogers, president of Fred's Barbecue of Choice, and he makes a valid point. It is good barbecue. It was all good. Everything was good. Yeah. I do want to also thank Park Supervisor Robert Mahoney, his staff, for all their help. So uh, the bands, we had quite a few bands playing. Um, we had New Holland Road, which is very local around Wagner area, between Wagner and Aiken. Um, we had Darren Woodliffe from uh, Pocket Buddha out of Columbia, the Mountain Express acoustic group, uh, excellent uh, bunch of guys, uh, my friend Jackson playing in that band as well, and, and uh, last but not least, Danielle Howell came up, Danielle has uh, been very involved with some of our uh, work on the river stuff, and uh, has been involved, really engaged with us since the first day we opened up Edisto Concerns, uh, she contacted us and said she was willing to help, and, and uh, she showed up for Blackwater Festival. She sure did, and we appreciate her doing it. She put on a good show, as did all our uh, friends with the bands there. Um, also, Doug Busby, Ethan Busby, and Busby Truck Parts came out and helped out. You know, behind the scenes, those guys did a world of stuff that made it better for everybody out swamp there. Swamp Buggy, number one. People get to uh, <laughs> hang out with the Swamp Buggy. That was a nice treat. Nice yep. cold watermelon pretty they, much all day long. They brought a bunch of watermelons in a cooler and were handing them out. If you had a spare hand, there was a Busby nearby trying to put a piece of watermelon in your hand for a while there. That's right. And, and it was uh, good. So let me ask you this. Basic, uh, can we hear a clip from Danielle? Uh, we can hear a clip from Danielle. I've got a bit of uh, that on tape that we will be cutting in at about this point in the broadcast. Don't even be like that, Mr. Guitar. I kind of, the crickets are just awesome. Baby frogs. I guess that might just be baby frogs. You just want to be that way, don't you? That one just wants to be that way. You be the air, I'll take the breeze. Let's spend time like it's free through everything. I want to see you smile If you're the front, I'll be the back Still the middle's where it's at I'll be with you, boy No matter 
That's Danielle Howell from the Blackwater Festival over at Aiken State Park on June 20th. Um, do also want to thank Tim Rogers and everybody from Friends of the Edisto. I know a bunch of the board members came out and uh, enjoyed the day with us. And there were a bunch of volunteers and staff there that Fred was responsible for having on site who helped make, again, everything better for everyone. So all in all, I think Blackwater Festival was... Uh, was a good thing this year. We have been talking about possibly moving it to a slightly less warm day of the year. Uh, if anybody out there has any feedback on when they think the Blackwater Festival should be or if we should keep it on the summer solstice, we'd love to hear from you. But it's been reliably hot the past two years. Yeah, apparently. First day of summer is pretty much guaranteed high 90s. Yeah, and this year we came up against the temperature, and also it was the same weekend as Father's Day and just a lot going on then. We'd love to have a similar event, but on a day when more people could come out and help enjoy it with us. Moving along, Tom, what else is up on the What's New list? Well, uh, Edisto TV, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the internet service in a few minutes, but um, we got an app in the iTunes app store now. So uh, if you are interested in the podcast and you want to subscribe to the podcast, but maybe you don't really do iTunes or you have uh, other things... Just go to the uh, go to iTunes App Store, get the Edisto TV app. Just search for Edisto. I think it's the only one with Edisto, and uh, download the app, and you'll automatically be notified when there's a new podcast out. And uh, we'll see how it works out. Yeah, actually, I downloaded the app to my phone as soon as it became available, and there are a few others out there, like Edisto Realty and stuff. So do type in Edisto TV, and you'll see us and uh, download us and you can carry us with us everywhere you can carry us with you everywhere you go and another new feature is we've got a, a phone number now for Esto TV that we'll be using for the internet service that that's coming out soon but also uh, I've wanted from the beginning if people want to call in and leave a comment uh, the phone number is 877 627 2511. And so if you go there, it'll ask you, you know, press this button or that button, but it'll, they'll give you an option to get to the Edisto TV podcast, and then you can leave a comment. So you can leave a message, you can leave an announcement, uh, any, anything like that, feel free. All right, and we would love to hear from you about all things Edisto TV, and particularly about the podcast. And that number will be in the show notes, but Tom is going to say it again one more time right now. Eight seven seven six two seven two five one one. Awesome. All right. Um, other things on the What's New list. We did have a meeting back uh, on June eighteenth. 
the Edisto Basin Stakeholder Meeting for the ongoing flow modeling, which is being developed for the state's eight main watersheds. That was in Blackville at a Clemson facility over there. And um, I'd say about 100 people turned out. There were people from DNR, DHEC, a bunch of the various stakeholder groups uh, on all various sides of the water issues that we've been having in the Edisto uh, watershed were there. And it was a very interesting uh, presentation. They are developing this thing called the SWAM model. And SWAM is an acronym for surface water something something. And uh, they are going to have a website. They're going to offer training so citizens can learn to use the modeling software. And uh, we're going to keep up with this and and be following along on it. But if y'all are interested, we encourage folks to uh, pay attention to what's happening with that. And in the show notes, we will put a link to the uh, website that they have for the state water modeling effort. Yep. And we uh, that was actually one of the uh, top uh, posts on Facebook. It got some discussion out there. and you know, DNR was there, DHEC was there. There, there was uh, we we learned a lot. I mean, I learned a lot. And uh, that SWAM model, you know, my impression it's like basically a giant Excel sheet with a bunch of code behind it. But it, what it does, it lets you set variables and and do kind of what if scenarios. And so, you know, you could say what if you know we had twenty more mega farms on the Edisto. Well, right. How would that impact? you know, Bamberg or, or drinking water or whatever. Yeah. A- after the presentation, I, I had an opportunity to talk to a couple of the guys from DHEC um, about uh, how exactly they felt like uh, this modeling was going to help us make uh, better decisions about surface water withdrawal for agriculture in the Edisto when, when they were over in Aiken a year or so ago, they were very explicit that the only thing that gets looked at in an ag registration is the safe yield calculation. There is nothing else that figures into whether or not an ag registration will be issued. And their answer was interesting. They said that essentially the model would help them do better, more realistic um, safe yield analyses. And to the extent that that helps, I guess that helps. Um, I still don't think that the cry for sound science that we're getting anything from this modeling development that really illuminates whether or not we're over-allocating the water uh, just by the flaws in the existing surface water law. But, you know. Yeah, it doesn't in... really matter how much water's in there. If one person can take it all, he can take it all. Yeah. <laughs> you so, know, I mean, that's, in in some scenarios, that could happen. So, right. But I, I, I think it's great. It's a very open process. I do appreciate that about our government, that they're, in trying to involve stakeholders, if you know, giving you as much information as possible, they are honestly available. So I would say, you know, kudos to DHEC, DNR, and, and the rest of them involved for uh, in Clemson. Clemson's another big partner there. But uh, thank you for having an open process. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I still, you know, would like to see the problem with the surface water law fixed before they get done with all the modeling. Because, you know, it's not going to stop with this surface water modeling. Then they're going to have groundwater modeling. Then they're going to v- develop a statewide water plan. And then maybe if it gets implemented by the legislature, it might make a difference. But meanwhile, we've got this law that has obvious flaws that we ought to be fixing. And, and, and it's literally like, you know, one signature away from a freaking huge disaster. Right. So yeah. we, we, we remain concerned, but, you know, we're trying to have a respectful conversation that, that, you know, sort of gets to the heart of the matter and helps us find solutions that work for everyone. So uh, I'll, I'll pretty much stop there. Tom, you got anything you want to throw in before we move on? No, but the uh, <laughs> but that was my that was 
the number one top uh, you know visited post on on Facebook, with one exception. What was the one exception? The one that always tops them all. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Awesome. <laughs> there was another thing about the person down in the swamp uh, saying that they saw a Bigfoot. I think it's the same old story, but they they revisited it for some reason. So anyway, I posted it, and of course, it got a lot of shares and comments and stuff. Everybody be loving Bigfoot. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Um, the Bamberg Chamber of Commerce canoe and kayak trips with Jerry Bell going on. Uh, they've got one July the 25th, one August 22nd, and one on September 26th on their schedule. And we will have the website for that on the show notes if anybody wants to go visit it. Or you can search Bamberg County Canoe Kayak Trips or something like that on Google. You'll probably find it. And um, one thing that we have added to the Friends of the Edisto website that we're excited about is we now have a pretty snappy new photo gallery set up there. And we're adding a bunch of new uh, photos as, as we get them. Um, so if you want to go to edistofriends.org slash photos, you can see those photo galleries. And uh, we welcome you to look at the Edisto Friends website, and we'd love to have feedback on that as well. And by all means, if you want to share your photos, uh, e- email us. Uh, you can get our contact info through the Edisto TV website. But, uh, you know, we definitely welcome more participation. Uh, Larry Price, who, who just did this beautiful uh, book on the Edisto River, um, has basically contributed quite a number of photos that we've used throughout the site, but uh, we posted some of his out there and had stuff from the uh, Blackwater event and things like that. So I, I think the photo gallery is going to be a really nice uh, asset for, for the Fred group going forward. Right, and since you mentioned Larry and Rose Price and their book, um, my understanding is they've won some sort of a national award. We're going to follow up on that and find out what's up with that, maybe get them on the podcast to tell us what's going on, and... Uh, we uh, are excited about that for them because we know they put a lot into that book, and it's good to see some recognition coming their way from that. And speaking of people putting a lot of work into stuff, Tom, I know that you have spent a lot of the past couple of weeks working on the Edisto TV Technology Initiative. I guess it was about a year ago you and I first started talking about how part of the Edisto TV mission is to deliver true high-speed Internet to under underserved users in the Blackwater region of the Edisto watershed. Now that there's some actual progress on that front, let's talk about it. Um, where are we up to with the we're, uh, pilot project? We're, we're working. We're running. Um, we've got two uh, two homes and two businesses on the network now, and we've had almost a month and no problems. That's Tom knocking wood. <laughs> but, uh, no, so we're still testing things, but all signs are full speed ahead so we uh committed today to phase two of our prototype which is uh the wagner water tower so we will be having uh internet high speed internet up at the wagner water tower and then we can get i believe i believe we can get up to 600 megabits per second which most now most people pretty really happy with 100 megabits uh these days and uh most people on dsl are getting three or five so we're excited so far. It looks uh, like a great improvement. At least one customer, her up she uploads a lot of large files. Uh, her upload speed is forty times faster now. 
Okay, that's very impressive. Um, just for those who may not have been following along week to week with us on the podcast, um, step back, explain for us what the Edisto TV Technology Initiative is, why you started it, what you hope to accomplish through it. Okay, so the main thing is trying to get high-speed Internet to rural areas that are not served adequately. Um, we live in a far corner of Aiken County near a very distant corner of Lexington and a distant corner of Orangeburg County. And in this particular area, there's not a lot of people. There's not a lot of, you know, profit if you're laying down uh, copper lines, you know, through the through the swamp. And so what we've had is a real lack of interest on the on the part of big corporations to bring high speed services here. It's just it's hard to make money doing it. And so we decided to start doing it uh, regardless, uh, kind of on a, a small scale uh, as we can to bring high-speed internet out to the rural areas to somebody who needs it. So somebody like yourself, who you're about six miles, seven, eight miles from, from Wagner, you know, we can do one or two hops and get you up to 100 megabit per second high-speed internet, and you won't have to, you know, be dealing with DSL. You'll be able to actually upload a video to a, to a server sometime, you know. So that's that's kind of the idea, and um, so also it's kind of tied in with the idea of economic development, right? So what is the future of uh, the Edisto River Basin, you know, what we call the Blackwater region? What's the future? Um, some people think economically we should bring in, you know, a bunch of more of these huge farms to pump as much water as they want out of the river. We think that's a terrible idea, and we have offered an alternative viewpoint, which is how about high-speed Internet that lets kids educate themselves, that lets parents educate their kids in the middle of nowhere. That lets young entrepreneurs start a business from in the middle of the woods, and you know, or, or you know, so I think there's a lot of potential, and um, there's definitely a demand and a need for it. So we're we're up to phase two now, and we're going to keep on moving. Okay, and as we go forward with this, I understand that you've got plans to basically have a demo site where people can come and. Uh, use the internet at the speeds that you are delivering with the WISP, the Wireless Internet Service Provider technology. Um, and there is going to be, I think, an Edisto TV channel for Hulu and such that people will be able to access some content that will tell them about this. Do you want to talk about any of that? Sure. Or is it too yeah, early? there's just two, two, two parts to that. One, uh, as far as like a showroom, like, so one of the things we're trying to do is educate people about internet TV. So I've, you know, cut the wire, you know, about a year ago where I don't do cable anymore. I don't do Dish Network anymore. I'm just doing everything over the Internet. Um, well, it's, you lack, there's some issues with that. There's, you know, it's not convenient, but it's cheaper and in the long term, I think, better. And it's definitely the future of TV. Everybody knows that uh, who's in that business. So, but you need high-speed Internet to be able to take advantage of that. I mean, these satellite dishes are very expensive, and the Internet is really expensive. The bandwidth is very limited. So um, anyway, so I've been using, like, the Fire TV. I've had the Roku box. I've had all these different devices, and we want to put them in a showroom, basically, and have open house, you know, maybe not every day, but at least a few days a week, have a time when people can come in, and learn how to use these different devices. I mean, you can do it with an Xbox. You can do it with a Wii. But you can actually, you know, run a TV system, you know, uh, without having to buy cable or buy a uh, dish network or something like that. 
So uh, that's one part of it is kind of the showroom and the educational part. What was the second part? Um, I mentioned the Hulu app that you were talking about. Well, or apps yeah, so that's that's kind of more on the content side, like what we're doing with Edisto TV with the podcast. Imagine if we were producing a video show every week. Well, eventually we want to be able to distribute that to everybody and not just people who are local, you know, broadcasting with the radio waves. We want to be able to put it out there on basically have an app. So just like we did an app for our podcast, we would have an app, the Edisto TV app, that would run on Fire TV. So when you buy your Fire TV, it would come up and say, you want to add apps? And it would see Edisto TV. And then that vi- the, that media would be available to everyone in the world. So, yes, not everybody's interested in the Edisto River. But I see an opportunity to continue to grow and talk more about water, to more more about rivers, more about swamps. These are critical resources that are you know, being depleted on our planet, and we need to get the word out about that as well. Yeah, so over time, as I understand it, we're going to be aggregating a lot of content, not just developing our own content, but pulling together content that relates to these interests from all over the place. And people will be able to come to the Edisto TV app, and they'll be able to see that content without having to go out and do a bunch of searches to pull it together themselves. Is that... That's the idea, yeah. I mean, okay. if, if we're waiting on us, you and me, to produce content, and it's going to be a very long process. But at some point, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there with a lot of stories to tell, a lot of insight. And uh, if we can find good stuff that talks about water and rivers and swamps, and, and uh, not to mention the Edisto Basin and, and South Carolina rivers, um, that's kind of where we want to focus. Perfect. Okay. Well, I look forward to hearing more about the technology initiative as it continues to grow and take shape, Tom. Uh, once we have a site for some people to come and look at these technologies, I'm sure we'll be talking about that. Anything else you want to cover before we call it a day for uh, episode 34 of the podcast? No, just uh, I guess yes, <laughs> which is that it's been a while since our last podcast. So I feel like after uh, the commitment that you made <laughs> that I never bought into, <laughs> I never believed. But no, we did. We we were going to really try hard to do every two weeks. I'll say this: we've been busier on river stuff over the last thirty to sixty days, and you know even before that. And and we so we're we're very busy. We're working for the rivers. Um, I do think it's worthwhile for us to take a pause and and have the podcast. And for those few people that are listening, um, at least people know what's going on and what we're doing. I was ready to do a podcast. Tom didn't want to. I I blame Tom. I was going to keep my I didn't want to. All right. Well, we do enjoy doing the podcast. We thank you for listening to the podcast. And we invite you to join us again for the next podcast. And That's... check out the app. you uh, Apple people, if you've got an iPhone, check out the app and download it. And give us some feedback on the phone number. Exactly. I was going to say, um, if you want to know more about the app or if you want to know more about Edisto TV or getting high-speed Internet to your place with the wireless service, you can do that by calling us. And that phone number is... Tom scrambles desperately to find the phone number. The phone number is 877 877- Six two seven two five one one, and we want to hear from you. That's episode thirty-four of the Edisto TV podcast. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, and we will be back with a brand new episode on or about July twenty-fourth. And thanks again for listening. Bye. There was a cloud shaped like a sea in the sky. The return red light. Blank to my right
and a full moon lit up the lake that night while I missed you. I sang five of them shows in three days best as I could yeah the money got made and the good times came I'm just grateful to play while I miss you where you're at If I could make two chains turn in the past Live peace like a wave that keeps beating on that I'd live anything you ask just to rock you Yeah Circumstances Beyond our control Turn that cloud Into a thousand white holes Still the moon lit up The lake as we rolled While I missed you If the course is marked And navigation is true all that's wrong on the journey's just clue And the destination Is something I do while I miss you If I drive over the Lake Marie Dam Ever would deliver to the place where you're at Like a wave that keeps beating on that I'd do anything you ask just to rock you. Oh, I'd do anything you ask just to rock you. Sunday. Working on an awful full moon Giving off shadows Making things new But nothing abstracts The beautiful truth Why I miss you Thank you. This is the Edisto TV podcast, produced by Edisto TV, connecting the Blackwater region. If you sign my mailing list, I will play in your backyard as soon as humanly possible. <laughs>